You only getting one costume this year. You understand what I'm saying? Don't get in that store and lose your goddamn mind, baby. Money is tight this year. You getting one costume to go to every Halloween event, all right? And welcome back to Poor Life Decision. I'm Chris. I'm Doyen, a.k.a. Lisa Turtle. Why are you Lisa Turtle? Because she's the only black person on Saved by the Bell. <laughs> <laughs> you know There's what? nobody else to be. <laughs> they didn't even have, like, a black friend of the show, no black guest. Mm-hmm. Like, she was it. She was it. I loved Lisa Turtle. That was was all the black budget they had. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They didn't! That's what I mean! Like, they didn't even have... It was... Poor Lisa. Poor Lisa. I was kind of excited for that little time that I thought she was going to date Zach because I thought Zach was hot. (laughs) Screech made up a social no. media site in his dorm no. room in college and he's no. an ex Mark Zuckerberg. No. <laughs> Don't get wait, wait, too much. You know wait. he gotta have money. Wait. So you're telling me you watched Save by the Bill the college years? I did, but that was mostly <laughs> in my brain. That was my imagination, but I definitely oh, okay. the years. Oh my God. No, 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 no. Mm-mm. 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 <laughs> Traditional, original, say by the bell. That's all I want. <laughs> <laughs> so what's been going on, Doyen? And what are you drinking? <sighs> Praise be to God, <laughs> our Savior. <laughs> Got myself a new apartment. I'm going to flow it. I am finally completely in my new apartment. <laughs> Which means I'm finally mostly in boxes, but hey. we're going to get unpacked. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, otherwise, what have I done? Um, I think this whole weekend, I just did a whole lot of driving. Um, just running errands and returning things and things like that. But, um, yeah, so I'm just really relaxed and calm that I'm finally in my new apartment. Um, that's exciting. Yay. Also, my jalapeno plants trying to drop peppers, and I'm like, you know, it's about to freeze, right? (laughs) (laughs) It's about to be a frost, and you try to drop new jalapenos. (laughs) It's because this weather is so crazy. Like, it'll warm up for a day or two. Of course, it's, you know anticipating rain but it'll warm up a day or two then the next thing you know it's chilly the plants don't know what to do right and then they're finally getting full sun mm-hmm. <laughs> so they are excited so you have a better but spot like, for it's them about to be cold. yeah well i mean i just because my other apartment i was kind of behind a tree so they oh, got okay. shady but this okay. time they have full sun. Even the tomato plants like busting out flowers. I'm like, literally, it's about to be cold. <laughs> like, what are y'all doing? <laughs> my tomato plants did not make the transition. Sorry for my loss. <laughs> <laughs> I will try again next year. <laughs> How do I? 
Yes, yes, yes. So what are you drinking tonight? It looks tasty. Um, so where I live, it's not like the same liquor store I used to have. So I'm kind of going back to Specs, which is just like a liquor store that's all over Dallas. But um, basically, and their good thing is they have really good like juices mm -hmm. for some reason. So I got uh, a Jim Beam peach. Okay. And then they had a cucumber lime with mint juice. And so I mixed it together. I'm calling it not bad, but bougie. <laughs> <laughs> well, it looks deli it looks refreshing. It's tasty. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> well, I so I spent uh, a nice chunk of the weekend in the dark. We had a so I've had my first um I guess homeowners like gotta be responsible for shit moment. So we had a pretty bad <laughs> storm come through and luckily I didn't have any da any real damage. Um my fence there's a gate on either side, like on either side of the house for the fence, because I'm all the way fenced in. Um, one of my gates got blown down, and my neighbor was really nice to put it back up and nail it back in for me. He did tell me that I need to get some new hinges, so that's that. Also, I probably need to replace the gates altogether, but anyway, money that I don't have. And then there was so trees were down everywhere i didn't realize how bad it was until the next day when i left the house but the trees were down um lots of limbs from my neighbor's tree ended up in my backyard so he and his dad came back there and they cleaned all that up it was a lot and we were we were without power for it was about 11 uh almost about about 10, 11 hours we were without power. And I mean, that's really not a big deal when you consider like some, the power company, like I've, I follow them on Twitter. They've been tweeting. They've still got about 3000 people without power. So that means they've been a couple of days now. What's funny is that, um, so it's like, okay, perfect excuse not to cook, right? Cause I don't have any power. So I'm just going to run and go get something to eat. No, I'm not because I'm trapped in the garage. And I, and and my cousin showed me how to like let the garage up if the power goes out. But I don't remember that shit. And it was like multi steps. And I was just like, well, fuck it. I'm just gonna have to do we just gotta do some postmates or something today, which is what I did. And um, you know, that was my dinner. But yeah, I was trapped in the house. <laughs> Tonight, I am recording, um, I'm out of town, so I'm recording in a hotel room. So I just went to a liquor store closest to the hotel, and I too have some Jim Beam, just regular Jim Beam bourbon and a cherry Coke. I just said, I'm going to keep it simple tonight since I'm not home. And yeah, just a good old bourbon and Coke. That's all I got for you tonight. <laughs> so... Um, I wanted to take some time to get back to our reviews. You guys have done a wonderful job of leaving reviews. Please continue doing so. 
We read them all. We appreciate them all. I read them when I'm sad and they make me smile. And if you leave us a review, we will be sure to read it on air. And then you'll be internet famous. So I cast famous. I'm going to read a review tonight from Blanco's mom. And Blanco's mom says, this pod is hilarious. Thank you for listening, Blanco's mom. We try our best to bring a little light to everybody's week. Because you know what? Shit's crazy out there. (laughs) All right. Thank you, Blanco's mom. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to move along to our current events. Well, Maybe. <laughs> I've got my iPad in front of me instead of to in my lap or to the side of me like I normally would at home. And y'all, I'm just moving my fingers across the iPad like it's the cursor <laughs> on my laptop. And I'm like, what's happening? Nothing's happening. <laughs> Oh, y'all just pray for us. Just pray for us. <laughs> okay. Okay. So out in Wisconsin, <laughs> there is a waitress. That was, uh, she was serving somebody who was just being like outwardly transphobic. And she didn't feel comfortable. So she told her, you know, boss and asked to be switched around. And the person said, you know, either deal with it or go home. So she went home. And then she ended up being fired for that whole situation. And it's weird because it's like the guy, I don't know, the bumfuck that was the manager or whatever, <laughs> was like, well, if somebody said they didn't want to serve a transgender person, we fire them too. And I'm like, that's not the same thing. <laughs> no, and As I- you know. And I, they, because they did make the comment that she was fired for not doing what she was hired to do, but that's not why she was fired. She was fired because she got on Facebook and talked about it. Yeah. Because I firmly believe had she not said anything, because in all honesty, the way the manager went about it was wrong, but if it's a busy night, which we don't know the circumstances surrounding that, but if it's a busy night, I can totally understand the manager being like, look, I just kind of need you to go ahead and do it, you know, whatever, whatever. Or but, you know, they people, didn't talk to her like that. No, they did not. They did not. And um, <laughs> and so she left, which she had the right to do. I mean, like I said, mm-hmm. I understand if it's a busy night, but also you shouldn't put me in a situation where I'm uncomfortable. So if yeah. you're my employer and I'm telling you that this makes me uncomfortable we should be able to work something out, figure something out. But yeah, they mm-hmm. didn't fire her because of that. They fired because if that was the case, they would have fired her on the spot. They fired her because she got on Facebook and talked about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Still, derivatively, they fired her because of that. Anyways, <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I just, you know, it's hard when you do want to take a stand for things, and you still, you know, end up being fired. Because of that, but, um, yeah, so, good luck to her. I'm sure there's going to be a GoFundMe and she's going to have boo money. Yeah, I was um, waiting on the article to say that. <laughs> I will not be donating. Neither so, um, not once but twice, I'm telling y'all now that, uh, Chris is making me talk about ratchet people using the N-word when they didn't have to. You're welcome. <laughs> So, Governor Cuomo, which, you know, 
I got he. I think we were excited about him when he first started, and the the excitement has just dwindled. <laughs> just wind away. He's he was talking about how he's like Italian, and there was like a slur about them. But he was just like, "Oh, I'm part of my language, but nigger wops." And then he was like, "Inward wops, I'm wops." And I'm like, "If you could have said inward the second time, why did you say inward the first time? Like, why did you have to say the word? We all know what the inward is. Why does it roll <laughs> off your tongue so freely? Like it it rolled <laughs> off, and then you caught yourself and try to correct it. Like, right? That let and us then know. He can't talk. <laughs> Then you can't talk about WAPs, and I'm like, nobody cares. Like, <laughs> what are you like? <sighs> like, I get it. Italians and the grand sense of whiteness have been mistreated, but that doesn't make you us, and you're not able to say these words. The thing about it is, everybody wants to compare it to something. No, because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, And there are lots of words that are considered slurs that I will not say. But those words are in print. When you have a... Well, it just depends on who the author is. Because if it's somebody black, we might go ahead and put it there. But if not, they're going to put N-word. The fact that Mm -hmm. you put N-word lets you know right there the gravity. And you should not be saying it. And it just was uncalled. I guess to me the thing was... it just wasn't called for. Like, what was the purpose? Right. What was the purpose? Yeah. Because they probably say it all the time behind closed doors. It does. And then there were some African-American leaders in that community that, like, backed him up and was like, oh, well, it's okay. He was trying to prove a point. Like, no, it's not. It's not. Let Let me have something. We can't have nothing. Like why why are y'all itching to say it so bad? Just chill right. out. You got every other thing in the world at your fingertips. Right. This is mine. And there were mm-hmm. some leaders who did come out and say, you know, no, he was wrong for that and it was just he should apologize. I think the thing about it too is that he didn't apologize. That he just yeah. went on to try to compare it to something else. I think that was for me, part of it. Historically speaking, though, when had white people respected boundaries? <laughs> right. Right. Historically speaking, all they've done is to destroy boundaries. So, right. Um, yeah. But he tried it. Uh-huh. Um, he tried it deeply. He's not the one that's married to a black woman, though, right? That's the uh, mayor, right? I think so, yeah. Okay. I yeah. view as two people in New York that nobody cares about. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and next up, um, Jane the Bigot. So, Gina Rodriguez, um, she was posting on Instagram. I guess she was singing, um, what's that girl? Lauren Hill. And she just felt that it was okay for her to say, nigga. And it's like, bitch, <laughs> have you not gotten in trouble with black people enough? <laughs> has she, like, you know her. Has she been in trouble well, before? Yeah. I didn't know. Multiple times. Oh, God. I didn't know. 
<laughs> Even in the article you sent me, they were talking about stuff she got in trouble for. Well, I saw that the with yeah. her saying it before on um they found it on Twitter, I guess, but I didn't know that that was something that she caught actual backlash about. Well, she's just caught general backlash from the black community. So she was talking about uh she claimed that black women receive higher pay than Latinas, which was wrong. And right. they, she said we were part of the problem with gender pay inequities and, you know, other stuff. And then I think she was like, my dad is dark skinned. <laughs> and I'm like, bitch, <laughs> we don't give a fuck. <laughs> right, right. Um, But there was a video and I guess I thought that's what you were referring to. There was a video. Um, I think I saw it on Twitter and you can tell she's much younger. Like this wasn't, you know, recent. Yeah. But, oh, she was they were doing a skit. And she was just mm-hmm. nigga this, nigga that, and nigga, 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 and nigga, nigga, nigga on down. <laughs> and I, that's what mm-hmm. I meant by, I didn't think, I didn't, I think that's something that they recently dug up and just was like, look, she has yeah. this history. But once again, the issue comes in with the apology or the lack thereof. So here's the thing. Ugh. I recognize Gosh. that there are sorry ass blacks out there who allow Mm -hmm. their non-black friends to use the word. I get that. Fine. Mm -hmm. But when you, as as a semi, (laughs) as an intelligent being, you need to recognize when that is and is not okay and just understand your homeboy might be all right with that, but you don't say it around anybody else other than your homeboy or else you're going to accept what comes with it. And I think that as we grow, right. because I've seen lots of people on Twitter, I've seen lots of the whites on Twitter and non-blacks on Twitter say things like, you know what, when I was younger, I did say it because my friends allowed me to. But as I grew up and I realized what was behind that word, I chose to stop. And that's all we're asking mm. for. You know what I mean? Like, if that's, because, I mean, hey, Ready or Not was a hot song. Wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. It just dawned on me. How old is this girl? How old is Gina Rodriguez? Let's go ask Google. Oh, keep going. I'll because I was about to say, you know, Ready or Not was a hot song back in the day, like when I was in high school. And I can see her, you know, because sometimes it's muscle memory. I can see her jamming along to the Fugees and she's with a group of people who let her say the word and so it's second nature but she's grown enough now that she should know better and if it slipped up and happened like it did which it didn't slip she looked directly in the camera she said it on purpose but she should have been able to come with a better apology than what she did uh she's 35 years old by the way but also I think yeah so hmm. In between us. Yeah. But also, I just feel like culturally, we also have an issue with um, Hispanic people and feeling like they are allowed to say it. And I'm like, but you're not black. (laughs) (laughs) And I want to be clear that we, we are not saying that. We understand that there are Afro Latinas and Afro Latin X. Or Latinx. Mm-hmm. I keep forgetting which one I'm supposed Latinx. to say. Latinx. Latinx. Oh, we, Latinx. We, we get that. I say Latinx. Okay. It's Latinx. <laughs> See, I'm asking you what's the right way to say it, because I always say Latinx, 
but it's supposed to be Latinx. Okay, so we yes. understand that. Um, and those people, are, like the only difference between an Afro-Latina and me is where the slave ship stopped, okay? That's the yeah. only difference. So I get that. That is not what she is. And and it's it's just kind of funny how people... Okay, that's a whole different conversation and we're not going to get into it. But all we're saying <laughs> all we're saying is if you ain't black, don't say it. End of story. I don't care what your friends let you say. I don't care. Don't say it. Yeah, I guess in a way my offense is that like they don't they don't march. They don't care about any of our problems, but they want to say our words. Right. That's all. Right. <laughs> but we're going to move along. <laughs> So next up, um, honestly, I read the headline and I was like, I feel bad for whoever has to investigate this because what is there to investigate? <laughs> <laughs> but um, state officials are investigating whether a crime was committed when the daughter of a North Mississippi sheriff shot her estranged boyfriend in the eye with a paintball gun. And I'm like, they're even investigating because again, you know, people go, <laughs> people in law enforcement are gonna help people in law enforcement so they're gonna be like oh what's in the crime it's gonna be nothing right um at first when i saw the headline so it's um a small town in mississippi that i am Mm -hmm. familiar with and when i first saw the headline i thought oh this is gonna be i'm thinking first of all i'm thinking teenagers and i'm thinking a cover-up whatever but when I read the little story, it's funny. And I'm sorry. I do not blame her. He was in her house. She asked him to leave. And he better be glad that all she shot him with was a paintball, a paintball gun. So it's like, dude, I asked you to leave my house. <laughs> You're going to have to deal with this paintball injury. I just feel like maybe we could have shot him in the arm. Like, <laughs> no, I- Surgery is expensive. <laughs> Getting your ass out my house when I first asked you to would have saved you that surgery. I guess. I know. Um, <laughs> Get out my house. Next up. So this uh, <laughs> this article about this Hungarian mayor, I was like, where's the links? But anyway. <laughs> so this guy, I'm going to try my best to say his name, but he's not Oh, girl. Okay. <laughs> um. Hungarian Mayor Zsolt Borkai wins re-election after admitting to sex tape of orgy. And I'm like, honestly, I'm pretty sure there's some tapes out there with Trump and God knows who. And he's our president, so, you know, (laughs) clearly sex tapes are no longer disqualifiers in politics. (laughs) Clearly. But he was having a good old time. They were high as hell on cocaine, filming orgies. And I was oh. like, I think the video like dropped like a week before election and he still won his election. <laughs> On a luxury yacht at that. <laughs> like a state funded luxury yacht. And he's a former gymnast. So in my mind, that just means they had a good ass time. <laughs> <laughs> I think what was so funny to me at first when I read the headline again, see, this is why you have to like actually read articles and not just make an assumption mm-hmm. by reading the headline, I thought, well, hell, I don't see nothing wrong with it. He had himself a good time. And, you know, right. <laughs> but as I read more and more, so he is from the extreme right wing. Um, 
threatened to punish some cities if they like uh did not support this candidate that was running under uh god nation and family like that's their slogan and as as mayor he was threatening to punish others if they didn't support this other person who was running under that slogan so it just really sounded very familiar to me and very familiar mm. just <laughs> <laughs> see i was <laughs> listen chris said he didn't know about them bridges and he had nothing to do with that <laughs> um that just that being under the guise of we are about religion and god and family and nation that part just rang very familiar and it's the same thing we hear all the time over here and we know that those same candidates like they're the ones who are always getting busted with being with someone underage or being a part of a prostitution ring or all this other kind of stuff as well. So it's just like, mm, what you do in the dark is going to always come to the light. Always. Cough evangelicals. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. He had a good old time and he still yeah. won. So. A good time and still won. And a part of me wants to cheer that but as i read the article <laughs> i just realized he's probably not a good person so i don't want to but a part of me really wants to be like yes <laughs> um it's next one i'm just i'm so tired of talking about this yes song lyrics but so there's some new people that are like lizzo stole my song lyrics and so, in her defense to these new people, she's like, no, I was inspired by this other girl who's been saying this entire time <laughs> right? that Truth Hurts lyrics were basically one of her tweets. And I guess it's tough right now with social media because there isn't intellectual property. Right. And so, I can see your tweet and be inspired by it and I can put it there. And you can't do anything about it. Because, right. you know, and that is that not. is what I liked about this article. And that's why I picked this article is because we talked about this before. And we talked about the fact that, you know, there is no intellectual property as far as rights, as far as your tweets are concerned. And, you know, sure, she saw a tweet or she saw a meme. She, Lizzo says it was a meme. But what she ended up doing is giving the girl who wrote the tweet she ended up giving her writer's credit on the song. So that was really big to me. Um, yeah. I think it was the right thing to do. And I think that all these men wow. who are trying to jump in on this and take credit for it should just sit down somewhere and shut their mouths. Mm -hmm. Like she gave credit to the person who, who, who inspired part of the song. And then the girl, um, Mina, I think it's her name, Mina publicly tweeted that she wanted to, I want to publicly thank Lizzo and her entire management team for embracing me and reaching out. Because if I'm not mistaken, she's an artist as well. So, yeah. It's just interesting because, like, yeah, it's just, like, the social media and everything nowadays. I would have probably been like, oh, this is a good idea. I would have wrote it down. But forgot it even came where it came from. <laughs> like, well, you know, at like, first. Oh, that was your tweet. 
Well, that's kind of how Lizzo was. I mean, you know, at first she wasn't owning up to that it was from a tweet or anything like that. And then I think after the receipts started flooding in, she's like, okay. Yeah. <sighs> okay, so <laughs> this week, um, Chris is making me talk about America's cesspool, aka Florida. <laughs> I love how you blame everything on me. Because you put it there, so it's your fault. Uh-huh. <laughs> but if somebody had put some other articles there, we could have taken that one off. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. It is something wow. about... Blaming the victim. <laughs> it is something about the Florida man that just... <laughs> it tickles me. And all of the articles always start off the same way. Florida man. <laughs> 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 the only Florida man I recognize is T Paint. <laughs> oh Lord! But um, anyways, so this Florida man, and then what made me mad was is in like one of my most sacred stories, Target. <laughs> Why could he do this in Kmart or Sears? <laughs> Or Walmart, like why he do this target? <laughs> Florida man was arrested for having sex with uh, Olaf at Target, and so basically he grabbed a large Olaf and started dry humping it, just all over Olaf, and then grabbed a unicorn and kept going. <laughs> And I'm just like, why? <laughs> I, let's play guess the drug. Like, what drug was he on when that happened? I, mean, I feel like it was synthetics. It had to be. Or bath salts, even though I don't know if that's a real <laughs> thing or if that's something that Florida made up. <laughs> right. We love all of our Florida listeners, okay? We love you. <laughs> I'm just saying, you can't make this stuff yeah. up. And not only did he, like, start dry humping them, but then he, like, whipped his stuff out and jizzed on Olaf. Right. Like, it's Olaf. Do you want to build a snowman? (laughs) He didn't deserve that. He didn't deserve that. (laughs) And the article made sure to point out that, like, the stuffed animals were removed and destroyed. And I just want to know, like... (laughs) How did they destroy it? They probably lit that shit on fire. I mean, you know they did. You know they lit a big ass fire. That is just gross. That is just gross. And when they arrested Uh the guy, all he could say was like, I was just doing some stupid stuff. Again, (laughs) drugs. I feel like we don't have those type of drugs in my neighborhood. I pray we don't. Praise God. I'm like, please keep your jizz out of my target. Thank you. I know that's real. I mm. until I think this Friday you can get 20% off your drink at the Starbucks at Target. I don't know how your target situation is, but just thought I'd tell you. Um, <laughs> so we're going to go oh, ahead and move along. Sorry, someone something. So, you know, it seems like every week we are using our someone something segment to 
celebrate, you know, one of our lost legends. And here we are again. So we're just going to take a moment to remember Representative Elijah Cummings. So on Thursday, October the 17th, the United States lost one of its most prominent politicians, Democratic Congressman Elijah Cummings. Cummings passed away in his hometown of Baltimore, Maryland, at the age of 68. Tributes poured in from all sides of the political spectrum, with both Nancy Pelosi, the Democratic Speaker of the House, and Kevin McCarthy, the leader of the House Republicans, praising Cummings' achievements. You know, it came kind of as a shock to us, but um, according to friends and family, he had been sick and had been kind of struggling with illness for a while. Mm-hmm. Congressman Cummings' life story I'm sorry, Congressman Cummings' life is a story of his commitment to helping both his hometown and the country. Elijah Cummings was born on January 18, 1951 in Baltimore, Maryland. His parents were poor African-American farm workers who wanted to find a better community for the family. Experiencing discrimination from a young age made Cummings committed to fighting for racial equality in his city, Starting at age 11, he participated in protests against segregation. Despite initially struggling with education, he graduated from college and fulfilled his dream of becoming a lawyer. Later, he decided to enter politics and served in Maryland State Legislature for 14 years. I am pretty sure that I will get a lot of text if I don't point out that he is a graduate of Howard University. (laughs) (laughs) I can see see Sean texting me right now. Uh, You said he graduated from school, but it was Howard. Make sure you say Howard. (laughs) So he was a graduate of Howard University. (laughs) And he was a member of Phi Beta Sigma. Yes. Um, In 1996, Commons won an election to represent Baltimore in the House of Representatives. Over his 23 years in Congress, he worked tirelessly to make life better for African Americans across the country. Truly a life of service. You know, when people go into politics, one thing that I try to get people to understand is politics is not a business. Government is not business. It is service. And that's why Mm. when you put business people in government roles, it doesn't work because of his service. Mm -hmm. And he lived a life that truly was of service. In January, Cummings was named chairman of the House Oversight Committee, which is tasked with investigating potential crimes committed by the government. He became one of the leaders of the investigation into the actions of Trump, especially the allegations that he evaded paying taxes. He held hearings to discuss whether Trump's plan to add a citizenship question to the U.S. Census could lead to minority groups being underrepresented in Congress. Cummings' passing leaves vacancies both in his congressional seat and in the office of chairman of the Oversight Committee. Maryland will hold a special election to choose a new representative to take Cummings' place. Cummings' wife, Maya Rockymore Cummings might run in the election, but has not made any announcements yet. And from my understanding, she's in politics as well. So um, that would be a nice fit. We remember Representative Cummings as a loving, hardworking man. 
committed to what he believed was right. We hope that his legacy will continue to inspire people to overcome challenges and contribute to our community. One thing that just doesn't shock or surprise or amaze me at all was his wife talking about how he was literally on his deathbed signing subpoenas like <laughs> get, get this motherfucker out of here like he was like literally working for us on our benefit for our benefit on his deathbed signing subpoenas because this is important and one thing um i guess listening to political news he's a part of you know i did say dying breed but dying breed of political politicians that even though like they fought like ideologically with political stuff like there are so many republicans that came out and like spoke about their relationship with him and right how he would be missed and um unfortunately with today's politics you know <laughs> trump adapted and only like less than half <laughs> would speak up for him yeah. because like you know at in the past, like, people were people first. And, yes, you had the, your disagreements, but they still saw each other as people. And, unfortunately, politics is taking a hard turn from that nowadays. But And a lot of that is due Anyways. to the politics. Because when your policies are policies that are hurting real people in real time, it's kind of hard to be your friend. <laughs> It's kind of mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to see you as a you know decent person, so right <laughs> that makes it. Mm. But yeah, just to know that even in his last moments, he was fighting for us and working for us to have a better life. Mm-hmm. So love and light to his family. Um, yes, as they suffer his loss. Yes, truly will be missed. Definitely. Um, we're going to move along to our poor life decision. <laughs> so I read this title. I was like, Chris. <laughs> well, I just wanted to talk about distractions. So this week we're going to talk it about emotions. distractions. <laughs> because we have all been, it, it never fails. It never fails. Every time we are on Twitter having a fun moment, here comes some sourpuss. Y'all need to stay woke. It's just a distraction. Uh-huh. And they over here doing this and they taking your rights and you need to stay woke. <laughs> like, nigga, shut up. <laughs> I am woke. That's the problem. <laughs> I am tired and I would like a distraction. <laughs> and that's why they... <laughs> that's why they stay on mute because you can only hear somebody complaining about the same thing so much. Like, okay. You gotta put them on mute. Okay, (laughs) quick and in a hurry. So we're going to talk a little bit about using distractions and when they're helpful and whatnot. Now, at first, I was going to divide the segment up into two parts, but the second part was going to be about, like, harmful distractions. And in all honesty, I told Doyen, like, you know what? That can be a show all by itself. (laughs) So we're just (laughs) going to talk about distractions and how they can help us. Purposeful use of distraction techniques can actually be a benefit in helping people cope with emotions that are strong and uncomfortable. 
So what exactly is a distraction and what are some examples of distractions that we may find helpful? Okay, so just as the name implies, a distraction is anything you do to temporarily take your attention off of strong emotions. The key word there is temporarily. (laughs) Sometimes focusing on a strong emotion can make it feel even stronger and more out of control. Therefore, by temporarily temporarily distracting yourself, you may give the emotion sometimes a decrease in intensity, making it easier to manage. So it's kind of like when I'm sad and then I like to listen to sad music so that I can be sad Mm -hmm. while I'm sad. Like, let's not do that. (laughs) (laughs) Although I have a pretty good crying playlist if if anybody would like access to it, just on Apple Music, just search in my feelings, and I'm sure my playlist will come up somewhere on there. <laughs> so what is a distraction not? What is it not? So again, it's not long term. A key part of the definition we just gave is the word temporarily. So a distraction is not about trying to escape. or avoid a feeling. I mean, that's not what it's supposed to be about. With a distraction, it is implied that you will eventually return to the feeling that you were having. Then once the intensity of the feeling has reduced, you will try another skill to manage that emotion, such as expressive writing, or, you know, we do a lot of, we've talked about meditating a lot and deep breathing and all that good stuff. I'm not going to lie. I distractions to avoid I I I have no intention of returning to those feelings. <laughs> you do you have any input on that? No, um, except for this is a poor life decision that we'll both have to put um, some thought and intention towards doing. Yeah, because yeah, I I I want to be done with the emotion. Yeah, I don't want to distract. I don't want to have to come back. Yeah. <laughs> My distraction is and definitely is definitely to escape, but <laughs> distraction. There's also a note about um, um, self-medicating. So they say, I just want to go back because we had to talk about I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, 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 I'm getting there. <laughs> I just moved it to a different spot. Oh, you skipped it. I moved it to oh, a different fine. spot. <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> Distractions can keep you safe in the moment by preventing unhealthy behaviors such as drug use or deliver deliberate self-harm. So now distractions are supposed to keep so this is what the article is saying. They're supposed to keep you from using <laughs> unhealthy behaviors like drug use and drinking and that sort of thing, but I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Self-medicating is one of my distractions of choice. (laughs) So I'm not really sure. Sounds like I'm kind of working against myself here. I'm sure I'm not alone in this boat. Um, Doyen, you have anything you want to add? I'm just breathing. (laughs) I got got to distract from this. <laughs> we'll come back to it later. And it makes a good point. I mean, and I, I have to admit that it is true. It makes a good point that alcohol and drugs work initially 
and taking away the tense mm-hmm. feeling, but it's only temporary. And that you will return to that emotion. And honestly, sometimes with alcohol, the emotion is even stronger. Now, listen, mm-hmm. to me, that's just a cue that I need to drink a little bit more. <laughs> Don't be in your feelings with red wine. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> you're going to be extra in your feelings. <laughs> listen. The first, the first time I felt like adults enough to like, oh, I'm having a hard time. I'm gonna drink wine and I'm gonna get some red wine. I got a bottle of Merlot. Mm. I drank the whole bottle. I was sitting on my couch. Mm. I don't even remember what I was upset about, but I remember <laughs> when I tried to get up, <laughs> my face had gone numb, and um, that scared the shit out of me. <laughs> And I was, and I immediately thought to myself, um, I was trying to numb my feelings, not my face. So, right. yeah. <laughs> but it it is um definitely a poor life decision with that whole bottle of wine here. <laughs> and it's so easy to turn to unhealthy coping strategies when it comes to distractions, like. They work so well. They work so well. (laughs) And, but the point I think that the author is making is that those feelings, those emotions will return. And whether we like to admit it or not, drugs and alcohol really do intensify that emotion. Now, I feel like I can make a good case (laughs) against that when it comes to marijuana (laughs) because I feel like she's amazing and she really helps me with my anxiety and those feelings don't come back but the professionals say they do so (laughs) I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go to the professionals but yeah so anyway moving on here at Portland Decision we do not advocate the use of illegal drugs <laughs> but if they're legal in your state invite us <laughs> oh goodness <laughs> so do distractions really work <clears throat> oh get it together okay do distractions. I just skipped that whole section. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> don't don't tell me how it works. Just just tell me how to do it. I don't even need to why. That's like my um my old like pre-calculus teacher. They would like walk us through like the theorems and I'm like, I don't care how you got to the theorem. Just tell me what it is so we can <laughs> go ahead and do this. <laughs> See. <laughs> so do distractions really work? The research supports that distractions appear to be helpful in regulating emotions, not only with anxiety-related disorders, such as PTSD, but also with depression and even with acute and chronic pain. Now, let me tell you something. I am currently cramping, and uh, no distraction is going to work as well as these Tylenol that I'm going to take as soon as I get some food in my system. (laughs) But according to the professionals, that distractions can also help with acute and chronic pain as well. 
So there's a psychological basis that may help explain these findings. So I just want to preface this by saying, <laughs> I'm sorry if I don't pronounce this word correctly. I wrote it phonetically, but I have been drinking a lot of Coke yeah. and bourbon. And so <laughs> the Ugman doll. <laughs> I don't even know what I don't know. I don't know how to say it. It's a part of the brain, a part of the limbic system. The amygdala? Sure. The amygdala. <laughs> I don't think that's how it's supposed to be pronounced oh. though. <laughs> but we'll but but we'll say it. We'll, we'll, I'm going with that. The amygdala? The amygdala, which is a part of the limbic system, appears mm-hmm. to be overstimulated in people who are suffering from um, anxiety type disorders. This part of the brain is thought to be responsible for processing memories as well as conditioned responses to fear. Studies have found that distraction is able to decrease the, act- the activation of the amygdala. Distraction also appears to create changes in some of the areas of the prefrontal cortex. So there's some scientific, you know, research and basis behind distractions actually working. So this lasting part of the article kind of gives some ways to distract yourself. Now, I'm going to tell you which of these I've tried and find useful. And then Doyen will tell you something that she's tried and found useful. So... To me, I mean, y'all, it's a lot of stuff on here, like counting backwards from a large number um, that, first of all, counting backwards is not a go for me. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm just sorry. And then to... I do good to count. (laughs) (laughs) And um, then to um, take part in a fun and challenging game. You know, I used to didn't like games. But mm-hmm. I think as I've gotten older and I'm more stressed now, I find myself playing games on my phone. And I used to not like that at all. At all. So for me, A, I do love crossword puzzles, but I don't really be no words like I think I do. <laughs> but also Sudoku. I remember when I first started trying to do Sudokus, I used to fuck them up. But <laughs> I finally figured out how to play it. And even now, like, I'm just so proud that I can actually sit down and focus and work through it mentally. Yeah. <laughs> because I don't focus on a lot of things <laughs> at all. <laughs> so it's just like a feat. And so I can see how that would be a great way to distract myself because I had to really sit there. And it's funny because I think it was from like a Cat Williams joke. When he was talking about counting his strokes. Oh, and I sing that song every single time. <laughs> it was like, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. I only need nine for this to do okay. <laughs> but I sing that while I'm trying to figure out like my line, like either horizontally or vertically. I'm like, one, two, three, four, five. Oh, six. That's the one it is. <laughs> You can do something (laughs) creative. Um, Doing chores. Now, this is the one that I actually used to do a lot of 
Um, sometimes my anxiety <laughs> and depression like to play together and they like to, you know, visit me at the same time. Mm-hmm. When that happens, it's really hard to be mm-hmm. productive. But doing chores, like cleaning up, anything repetitive is really helpful with anxiety. Like I remember one night I was so stressed about some things happening at work and it was a pretty big deal. Like lawyers were involved. It was a big deal. I ended up cleaning all the baseboards in my house and like I was up at like 1 a.m. in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, you know, anything with a repetitive motion helps. Of course, reading a book, which reading is just a way to escape for me. And I'm I found that there like right now there's just certain books I can't read. Um, in our group, in our book group, we read Black Girls Must Die Exhausted, and mm-hmm. I couldn't make it through the first chapter, and I texted Doy, and I was like, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna have to sit this one out. I'm not gonna be able to do it. Mm-hmm. It was just too, it's fiction, the story is fiction, but the lead character, that shit hit too close to home for me, and I just said, uh-uh, I cannot do this. I mean, it, I spent like a several days on that first chapter and mm-hmm. I just said, nope, I'm not going to be able to make it. So, you know, find, I, I love <laughs> fiction. Find you some things that can help you escape for sure. Anything else on the list jumps mm-hmm. out at you, Doyen? They say exercise. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, I think this is kind of, I think a coping tactic also that Becca talked to me about was like, focusing your attention on your environment so there's like a countdown of like five four three two one and it's something like five things you can see four things you can hear three things you can like touch you know blah blah, blah. i don't remember what it is but uh i do find that that helps me just to like you know stable myself a lot of times people say that anxiety is thinking about the future and depression is thinking about the past. So if we can get ourselves to the present, we're doing good. <laughs> so doing things like that where you notice things around you is very helpful. So last up, they talk about going shopping. <laughs> uh, and they say even if it's just window shopping. And I'm like, y'all don't know my budget struggle. Okay need to play shop okay. <laughs> to distract myself <laughs> i have never understood but, the joy of window shopping like that just depresses me because i want that shit <laughs> i will put stuff in like in my cart and then i'll close the cart out <laughs> and never come back and hope they don't remarket me <laughs> mm. i have I did that with like Avon like two weeks ago. So like I I filled it up with like lotions, and then I closed it up. <laughs> <laughs> I have put stuff in my cart and left it there until uh, payday, <laughs> which is probably a bad. Practice. I don't know if I'll go back to that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so lastly, the article just encourages us all to. Find our own distractions. Try to come up with your own list of distractions, your own list of distraction activities that you can use when you are experiencing a strong emotion that is difficult to cope with in that moment. The more you're able to come up with, the more flexible you can be in coming up with the best activity depending on the situation that you're in. 
for instance, like I said, what really works best for me is like cleaning, but well, actually I could clean at work because my office is a mess, but like, you know, some things just don't make practical sense in certain, in certain settings. So mm-hmm. we encourage you to come up with some positive, positive, good life decisions, uh, as for distractions when you're feeling, uh, difficult emotions versus, Because I feel like I know we're not the only ones that immediately turn to self-medicating. So we're going to work on it and we're going to ask all of you to work on it. (laughs) They got to leave Jim, Jack, Jose, and Tyrone. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, Tyrone. Woo! Okay, different show. We're not even, because let me tell you, mm, talk about some poor decisions. <laughs> so, All right. we're going to move along to our favorite part of the show. The Buy You a Dream. So, um, I'm going to start with a prayer. So, last weekend, not this past weekend, but the weekend before that, um, Dallas got hit by a string of tornadoes. I think I've heard the numbers between 7 and 10. Tornadoes touched down in the DFW area. And so, uh, gratefully, like, we didn't have any fatalities. But there's a lot of people who are, like... Their homes are destroyed. Yes. I was driving down yesterday down Royal Lane, and like there's one house that half of its roof was just gone. Like, and um, you'd go over some more and it'd be fine, and you'd go over some more and it'd be like, you know, devastation there. So, just um, giving love and light to the people of Dallas who were affected by the storm. Also, I want to. <laughs> Buy a drink for um, <laughs> people who just make the moving process easier. So I had a, a chick to help me with, like, the move-out cleaning. <laughs> and I was like, she's dope as hell. I'm going to have to call her later because, like, her rate's <laughs> good. So I'm like, she's just going to have to, like, come up every two weeks. Um, and then, like, my movers and stuff. So just... Generally, buying a drink for people who can help you move so you don't lose your mind. Yeah. Also, the little wagon that I bought. <laughs> Doyen was like, that really helps. Doyen was like, y'all, I bought a wagon. It's a game changer. <laughs> and I right. thought about it, and I was like, you know what? I should have gotten a wagon. I bet that would have helped. Goodness. And it's helpful for, like, if I go, like, for real grocery shopping, I can just keep in my car and, like, fill the wagon. And because I, there's an elevator in my apartment. Oh, okay. So I can just go down to the elevator. Yeah. Because I was thinking, <laughs> I'm not going to walk to the grocery store with a wagon, do you? <laughs> like, that's what no, I was like, thinking. you keep it in your car. Right. I, yeah. I okay. got it after that. After realizing, you know, you have an elevator, you don't live on the ground floor. Yeah. You got it. But at first, I thought you meant just yeah. taking it to the grocery store. And I'm like, uh. <laughs> no, it's not that but yeah. So this week, I would like to buy a drink for my neighbors. Um. I mentioned earlier in the show how they really helped me out. When I looked out my window and saw that gate laying on the ground to my fence, 
I mean, the first thing I thought about is fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm no longer in an apartment where I can just call somebody like, hey, y'all fence down. <laughs> like it me. Hey. It me. I'm the one. Right. And I was thinking, I don't even know who to call to fix this. And then secondly, I ain't got no money to fix this. And he and his father just didn't have mm-hmm. to do that. Like where their trees fell um, into my yard was on a total different side of the yard. They just didn't have to do it, but they did. Um, they walked around with me because I walked mm-hmm. around the house, walked around the perimeter of the outside to see if there was any damage. He and his dad walked with me and kind of checked things out with me because, of course, I didn't know what I was looking at. <laughs> I just did it because it felt like the right thing to do. And they were like, well, we'll come with you. And um, just really, really good people. And I appreciated that so much. And y'all, if those of you who know me knows that I do not try to take the time to get to know my neighbors because uh-uh, <laughs> I'm going to go my house and mind my business and I want y'all to do the same. But I, I really appreciated mm-hmm. After- it. <laughs> I was about to say after both of uh, Tatiana, I'm about to be friends with all my neighbors. Hey, call me if you're concerned about me. Just text me. Right. <laughs> you know, like call me. don't call the police. Just text real. me. <laughs> I know that's real. So yeah, it's a lot. Man, we we we're gonna give several prayers to Texas because y'all that was a lot. But yeah, I did want to buy a drink for my neighbors because they were really nice and. That's it. That's all I have. Do we have any special announcements or anything? Oh, yes. <laughs> so, uh, you know, at the close of every podcast episode, we oh. have, you know, the hottest jams coming from uh, our favorite DJ, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> and so we created a playlist for you to enjoy all of the songs that, um, We've been jamming to for the past year. So uh, we will be on Spotify and we will be on Apple, Apple Music, Music. And mm-hmm. we will link to it in our Instagram. And you can definitely come check us out. It's, you know, jam And Twitter. It's good Don't for, forget Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's definitely going to be on Twitter as well. But yeah, like good music for trying to ignore your coworkers, which is what I <laughs> And I just want to say that keep in mind that this is music from the show. So it is just as random as we are. And I was like, when I was putting the list together, I was like, this is really random. But my playlist, my personal playlists are random like that. So it's like, you know, I think if you like the show, I think you'll like the playlist and pass it on to your friends. There are two songs missing. (laughs) So I couldn't find a good version of DMX singing Frosty the Snow. I mean, Rudolph the Red Nose right there. <laughs> and also, Damn it. I know it, right? <laughs> and also, um, <laughs> the king of R&B. <laughs> ja- ja- is it Jaquez? Jaquez? <laughs> Jaquez? I just whatever his I'm name just is. I'm so mad at the CB State. Listen, I wasn't gonna. First say. of all, we had a ratchet football season. <laughs> <laughs> we have a ratchet football season, and then they hired this dude for homecoming. Like he's a real ass celebrity. Like what the hell? He's the king of R and B, Doyen. Where have you been? Uh, uh. <laughs> so yeah, but does R and B stand for something different? <laughs> Rusty Buster. <laughs> <laughs> that was so lame. Okay. 
Anyway, yeah, check out the playlist. Um, Doya, tell people how they can get in contact with us. Um, so we are on Instagram is Poor Life Decision, one decision because we're changing them one at a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are on Twitter as PLD Pod. Chris has been keeping it lit with the TV show, so definitely uh, like, tweet, and watch with her sometimes, please. And um, you can email us at hello at poorlifedecision.com. Um, you can shop our merch at on Etsy as Poor Life Decision. So those are all the ways you can get in contact with us. You can try um, carrier pigeons <laughs> or smoke signals. I'm not good at I reading mean, smoke signals. I'm kind of blind <laughs> these glasses or I mean, thing. <laughs> I don't have a trained pigeon. So if you send me one, I don't know that I'm going to be able to send one back, but it's all good. It's all good. Um also we really want to encourage you to no matter what platform you listen to us on, why don't you just scoot over to mm-hmm. iTunes podcast and give us five stars because the others don't work and also you'll be making me personally happy (laughs) okay and leave us a review this is the way to get other the more ratings we have the more reviews we have this is how we get other people to see us and become more visible so we also of course always want you to tell your cousin your sister your brother your friends Maybe not your co-workers, depending on how you feel about them. But, I mean, we want you to spread the word. But also, if you just go on iTunes, rate us five stars, leave us a review, a good review, because the other ones won't compute. And then other people will find us. It makes us more visible. And we just thank you guys for doing a great job of that already. Yes, Um, thank you. That's all I have for this week. We thank you guys for tuning in, you know, once again. We just come and we just try to add a little lightness to your week because, as I've been saying lately, it's a shit show out there. And as the seasons are changing and the sun is hiding, um, I just uh, welcome you to, like, you know, figure out ways to cope with seasonal affective disorder. Um, Apparently, there's a lamp out there that (laughs) helps. Um, I'm probably going to start taking vitamin D. Vitamin D. Just, you know. Be cognizant of how you can, like, you know, pay attention to your body as the seasons are changing and your face might be getting flaky because you're dry in the winter. <laughs> so, so, drink plenty of water. <laughs> take your meds. Stay hydrated. Don't forget, you must moisturize. You must continue to wear sunscreen. Those sun rays can be even more damaging in the wintertime. Please make sure you use your sunscreen. And maybe a cool mask. Masks are fun. They're fun, yeah. They ma- and it's a good distraction. A good makes me feel like I'm actually doing something with my life. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. Okay. We bye. love y'all. Bye. Love y'all. Sacrifice your life. Bitch, I'm a monster, no good blood sucker. Fat motherfucker, now look who's in trouble.